Hi, and welcome to Three Worlds Podcast number 27. Now, it's been a long time since number 26, and I bet most of you thought it was never going to come back, but here it is again. Thank you, everybody that's emailed me, and uh, it's been great to hear from you, and I'm really pleased that there's lots of support out there for the podcast, so thank you. Um, no big reasons why it hasn't happened. I've just been busy and doing other projects and bits and pieces and, you know, life all that kind of stuff. So this is the first of a two-part podcast where I uh, I interviewed uh, Jan Morgan Wood, as she was called, and uh, who changed her name recently to Faith Knowlton. Faith has been my partner in crime for a, around 30 years and is a, a painter and also a shamanic practitioner and her paintings over the last few years especially, but really over the last sort of 20, 25 years, have been uh, very, very heavily influenced by shamanism, and she's sort of developed uh, uh, her own individual style, and I wanted to talk to her about her work in relation to shamanism. So uh, I recorded a very long interview with her, which I've divided up into two parts. So there'll be two podcasts, which I'm going to put up more or less at the same time, uh, this one and uh, the next one. And uh, it's just an interview with Faith, which I, I hope you will find interesting. And uh, that's about all I have to say. So let's let's go straight into the interview with Faith. Well, Faith... You describe yourself as a visionary artist, and really I'd like to know a little bit more about what you mean by that. What do you see a visionary artist as being? Um, is it kind of a bit like being surrealist, because you're kind of working with different realities and different perceptions of reality? How would you describe it? Well, a visionary artist um, records their spiritual journey through life it, uh, labels are, are difficult because they're um, restricting mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to be restricted by a, a, a label I mean I, I suppose in one way I could say I'm a shamanic artist or I'm um, artist of uh, imagination but a visionary artist um, there is quite a, a tradition of visionary art and those artists are on a soul quest through their life they're not primarily aiming at art they're simply living in a very spiritually orientated way and recording what their adventures on the way basically right, right okay that, that kind of makes sense when you say that it's in a way, it's quite an established movement, and there's lots of other artists. Can you kind of, you know, do any come to mind at this time? I'm, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of the kind of the the famous ones like Salvador Dali, who isn't perhaps a visionary artist, but it's perhaps one that people will know. I mean, can you think of others that are? But the um, the most famous visionary artist, probably, uh, and philosopher uh, and poet was. William Blake, mm. and uh, also artists like um, Stanley Spencer, uh, who see the spiritual relating to everyday life. 
Right. It's, you know, when we see and ex have an experience of everyday life which goes beyond the ordinary and the artist tries to capture what that experience was for them, whether it might be seeing an angel or um, seeing a particular configuration in a sunset. It can be a, a, a quite um, spontaneous event or it can be um, like tribal traditions where vision is incorporated into the process of, of the culture and you might have um, healing or um, uh, personal development if you like um, encouraged and, and expressed through art so that it do, it's not a specialist occupation it's something which people do as an expression of their soul and uh, and their connection with life like cave paintings even or, okay yeah or, um, uh, tribal tattoos or you know th these would may express the visions of the person right. not necessarily but they may do right so it's it's a very broad thing i mean you you spoke of Blake who was the uh, 18th century english artist and you spoke of Stanley Spencer who was painting in the early part of the 20th century and they're very much established sort of western in inverted commas mm. artists but you'd also include all of the kind of you know the the, the, the traditions of of um well shamanic art as you said cave painting and everything else so how do you see it as being shamanic because it's working with the spirits or i have always worked in a, an intuitive way which has not been in line say with Western traditions always, although I've I've trained, I've been to art school and done done my figurative life drawing and all the rest of it, but um, my uh, perception always tended to wander off and see right. you know <laughs> a bird perching on the model's shoulder and that kind of thing. Um, so it wasn't until later on in my life that I re I started to use. Uh, shamanism on my own personal journey and work with my helper spirits and so that's where I'm at now I, I work with my own spirit guides and um, the whole wider perception of the shaman which sees the world uh, as you know the ordinary reality as being just one one facet of life. Mm, yeah, yeah. There are many other dimensions um, which we may glimpse, and they, I think everyone does in a sort of fleeting moment, even like an epiphany moment. People glimpse the the larger world that's usually filtered out by our, um, well, by our senses really to keep us sane because it. <laughs> We we can probably only cope with so much. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> but the shaman deliberately widens that perception, and yeah. so um, that's been my process over the last um, couple of decades. And so now, I, I, my perception is is active in that way. 
So this, this definitely wasn't something that you picked up at art school. It, it, it kind of almost seems to have happened despite art school. Would you say that was fair? Oh, absolutely. Um, there is... Uh, well, all artists work with inspirational processes and, and they feel moved and they, they respond often at a soul level to uh, their subject. It might be flowers. I mean, the incredible magic that Van Gogh saw in sunflowers. Mm. Um, so this isn't something, uh, you know, that's that's a very narrow field. All artists have this inspirational process. Um, but certainly through art school there was no help given with the inspirational process and mine was going off um, at a tangent and I was I would feel quite out of my depth with it at times having spent say a day in the studio at, at college um, and sort of half half in the real world and half out of it and that's not a very comfortable place to be uh, you get very ungrounded and mm, yeah. get to feel really quite ill by the end yeah. of the day. And and I think that, you know, in, in a native or a, a traditional culture, um, there would be better management of that. It would be seen that the person was not completely in the everyday world and, and it, there would be people on hand to make sure they after they'd done their art or their dreaming or whatever it was, they were brought back into right. the everyday world, which is where we live. Yes. You can't, can't, you can't live yeah. half in and half out. I mean, it can be very unbalancing in many ways yeah. to live like... And I think a lot of people who have intuitively worked in this visionary way um, do get... Um, frightened by it, mm. they they have very powerful experiences of of like uh, very strong daydreaming while mm. they're working, mm. and then when when they want to say, well, enough is enough, put the brush or or pencil down, it doesn't really stop. They haven't got the the knowledge to sort of bring themselves back in line. Mm. And I often work with people who who have had that experience and, and without realising it or calling it that, um, it's put them off and, and they really need to learn the energy structures to use around it. So how, how have you done that? It's like, okay, you, you, you were at art school, you had all these strong experiences which were kind of pushing you outside of the sort of normal way of, of, you know, thinking of the end of your show at the art school and everything else and, you know, still lives and all of the stuff that was going on there. So so it's like, how have you learnt about the energy management and how have you, how have you kind of trained yourself? Because I know that you haven't kind of, like, gone off and worked with a, a particular shaman that's you've become mm. their apprentice to learn shamanic painting. So it's mm. like you, you've had mm. to be your own teacher with, mm. with the help of your spirit. So how have you done that? Well... Initially, I learned about healing um, processes and started to learn about energy mm. and how we are able to um, leave our bodies uh, at will uh, when we want to, or we can, you know, channel energy through 
ourselves in, you know, right. in a safe and comfortable way. So it was initially what didn't have to do with making pictures okay. in that sense. It was, um, it was because I was interested in healing. And then I found shamanism um, as, a, as another step in that direction and uh, began, I'd actually given up painting for quite a while because I'd, I'd got stuck with it for various reasons. Right. So there was a big gap in my life where I was just learning about energy. Right, right. And then when I started coming back into uh, discovering tribal traditions through, mm -hmm. the, through the medicine wheel mm. was the first way, mm. uh, the Native American traditions, um, and looking at how art and craft, as we would call it, are, are expressed in those traditions. They're not particularly specialist. They're, anyone will make their, their totem object mm. or, or what they need mm. or um, know that a certain symbol means a certain thing. There's a whole language of symbols um, uh, which express the sacred, the unseen world right. that, that nevertheless we're part of. So that that was one way of making links and thinking. Well, there's more than one way to express um, a flower or a or a person or um, a tree. It can be very symbolic. It can be very simple, and it can be very powerful. And mm. it it's it's a, a shape or a color which stands for something that can't be. Um, expressed in the ordinary way. You can't take a photo of it or, or, or point it out to someone and say, hey, look at that. It may be your own very personal experience. Right. <laughs> um, and then from Medicine Wheel, I went to in, into working with my spirits with shamanism. And that involves altering perception quite deliberately so that we go into the other worlds and go with a request or an intention for the spirit's help, guidance. Um, and quite naturally I started to want to draw my experiences. It's a bit like, you know, Lewis Carroll wrote about Alice in Wonderland and I'm trying to draw, you know, yeah. Faith in Wonderland. <laughs> It, it, it's not a solemn process very often it's it's quite I have quite a a, a humorous um, eye on these things but often my spirits will be will be having an experience of, of traveling through the other worlds on on our uh, quest for the answer to a question and something will happen some scene will happen it's rather like Alice in Wonderland or a kind of uh, a dream world and my spirits will say oh you can paint this bit and it's, it's very often a quite an ephemeral thing that's going on so it's it's the challenge is to actually try and give that form because mm, the shamanic worlds in a way although in a way they're like this one in another way they're very different so it's like you have to bring mm. that 
you have to bring that sort of quality out into it. So in a way, it sounds like it's a little bit like a way for you to record your, your journeys, you know, like a lot of people will write them down in a journal or mm. notebook or something afterwards. You'll mm. kind of go into your studio and get a canvas and... <laughs> well, not usually quite that immediate, but I do have a list of, quite a long list of um, requests from the spirits that haven't been done yet, so... When I want to make a picture, I, I'll go and look at the list and say, now, where have I got to? You know, oh, yes, it was when I saw that particular garden in a journey. Or Gardens feature largely in, in what they ask me to, mm. to paint or, or to portray. And I work a lot with the idea of the soul garden, that, that we have a, a um, an inner landscape which is very important to keep in good order and healthy and nourished and the things which nourish that place is colour and form and the joy of making things mm. making things in a sacred manner if if you go that step further, there's a, a deeper fulfilment in that and a lot of learning. I learn from doing the painting. Yeah. Sometimes I, I paint something um, to try and understand it more. You mean an from experience a on a journey? Yeah, yeah, from a journey. So it gives you a greater sort of insight. It's mm. Yeah, okay. He can do. I can end up just as mystified, but at least yeah. I've got a painting. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, okay, there's a couple of kind of questions that come to me about that. One of them is that, um, is then the painting for you, in effect, a little bit like you being a tourist with a digital camera in the spirit world? It's like, are you taking photographs, you know, because that's kind of like how you want to record it? Or is there a deeper meaning to the art? It's like... Does the art actually contain an elemental of a sort of well, an energy in itself? Is it? Is, is it? it, it uh, I guess like a ceremony. Is, is it like you're creating something? I, I guess I'm thinking perhaps of the you know the idea of the the Navajo the DNA um, sand paintings and the Tibetan mandalas, which are form of form of art in a, yeah. in in the broadest sense. But they're not just the recording. They're not just yeah. a kind of tourist snapshot. Well, in those cases. They're very conscious um, evocations mm. of um, a deity or, or a helper spirit to invite them into our reality. Mm. The same with um, uh, Christian Russian icons. Yes. Um, it's something we've kind of each culture comes to in its own way this idea that you can have an image which is like a, a portal a window um, through which we can share what we see of the other worlds and that's certainly part of what I'm doing I, I'd got that bit quite firmly um, some while back for yeah. the, it, it was a way of me showing people into that other world that I experience and, and I found that they were getting benefit from that and finding they were um, feeling they wanted to put them in healing rooms and meditation spaces and so on because they have, were experiencing um, a, a very positive energy from 
from the actual picture. Right. Um, recent, more recently, uh, my spirits um, told me in no uncertain terms that it's the way they can look at our world too. And they can, um, it's like, a, it's literally like a window. Right. And they can look out through as well and ah, okay. um, operate more in our, in this world. That sounds as if, a bit as if, you know, we, we, we've got a Hitchcock scenario or, or, or something creepy coming in and out. <laughs> it doesn't really work in an in, um, intrusive way. If, you know, if we want to look into that world we can if the spirits want to look into our world they can mm. but there is still an interface there it's, yeah um it, it there's quite a, um, a clarity about it so so by saying that it's it's really implying that they're not just like a tourist photograph they're not a snapshot of mm. an event that happened they're mm. they're like a like a living window or a kind of elemental portal or an energetic portal between mm. between the worlds. Do you, you see it in yeah. that way? Yeah, I mean, if you think of it the way icons um, have always worked, or tankers. Mm, or, yes, Tibetan you know, tankers, yeah. Uh, it, I see it as a kind of my version of, of that. I mean, those, those traditions involve long training and a lot of um, spiritual um, rigour. And in a way, you know, I'd, I've done my spiritual training and continue to do it. But uh, these aren't, these are personal icons, if you like. Okay. The other thing that, 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 that's about icons and about tankers and, and all of those sort of sacred images is that they have like a like a body of of symbols that that they come from it's like you know th there is a school of tanker painting mm. there is a school of icon mm. painting and and you know the painter in any particular village will uh, be able to recognize the symbols mm. of somebody that they've never met they've seen their painting mm. um you're not coming from that tradition so mm. it, it feels like you must have over the process, I mean, you've you've been doing these sort of paintings for about twenty five years, mm. so over that period of time, you must have found your own language for it. Would you would you say that was something that has been part of your development with it? I think it's um, a good question. Really, I struggle to be. A kind of intellectual or, or or to define the process too much because I'm usually sitting at my easel um, or with my sketchbook and I'm just there's an inner voice saying oh well put some leaves over there okay. or you know and a lot, right. a lot of the forms that I use are natural forms yeah. and so it would be a tree is like um Oh well, this tree has to have this shape leaf. Um, recently, I I had um, a strong picture come to me of a chestnut tree for a particular physical condition right. that I was working with, right. um, and I was I said, okay, I'll I'll, I'll draw a chestnut tree. Um, 
that's fine. But when I looked it up later, it was actually a herbal treatment for really? the particular for condition. Right. So the spirits can be very literal yeah. with the, with what comes yeah. through. But you know, I the way I receive it is to see chestnut leaves. Mm. Um, so that yes, in a way, there is a language. Um, but it, it's kind of unguided through into it mm. by the by the spirits, yeah. whatever that process is. So how do you kind of <laughs> sort of get into the zone, as it were? <laughs> it's like, you know, do you just sort of like decide that you're going to paint one day and sit down in front of your your canvas and or board or mm. paper or whatever? I mean, I know you paint on a variety of media, but mm. but what, what you know? How do you do it? How do you actually go about it? Do you have processes? Do you have things that your spirits have given you that kind of open the door to it all for you? Well, the the difficulty that I had at college was that I couldn't turn it on, and I can't turn it on now. Right. And at college I was, ex- you know, as a student, you're expected to go in, start work, there you are, produce, make your artist statement. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so on. And I would, I would find that, I was going into trance and I was staring at the wall for <laughs> two hours. We didn't, didn't please the tutors. I didn't realise what was going on. Um, and uh, now I do. Um, I, but I still can't push the river with it. If it's not going to be a day when I'm painting, okay. it isn't. I mean, like today I've been trying several times to go and do... I've cleared the, my time and... I did my space and there I sit to do the painting and nada, nothing happens. All right, um, right. And if I know if I work and push at that, I really mess it up. Okay. <laughs> it yeah. does, does not yeah. work. So it's it's very different to uh, like being an illustrator. I'm I'm hmm. I'm ever so aware in our culture now that we've we've got much more of a sort of body of what you would think of as visionary work. It's like record covers and science fiction posters and artists like Roger Dean and you know it's like that alternative world is is ever so commonplace. Hmm. But they do it to order. They, they, well, I presume they do it to order. Mm. It's like they, they, they illustrate it. You're really not coming from that place, are you, from what you're saying? No, I have done illustration. Um, but increasingly that, that kind of naturally fell away yeah. and, and, and was because the work moved into this deeper level. But But also I think that I have ways now, if I'm, I don't know, you might call it painter's block, you know, or shaman's block, and I, I'm sort of trying to do a piece of work, and it's simply, nothing is nothing is happening. I know that I have other things I can do. I, I have a crystals that I use, and right. I can sit with the crystals. Uh, I might drum, I might sing, I might go walk down to the river and make an offering so that I'm I'm not paralysed in it. Right. Uh, If I'm really uh, feel it's appropriate I can go and ask my spirits well you know what what's going on what do I need to do. Right. Um, 
but they're just as likely to say, we'll go walk down the river yeah, or, sure. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, this, this, for whatever reason, isn't the moment. When, and having said that, when it is the moment, the work can happen incredibly quickly. Mm. And often I... There's parts of paintings, sometimes whole paintings, I don't remember doing mm. consciously. Mm. They just, they've just happened. They just do, yeah. Mm. Do you have kind of... Um, well, one, one, one thing I wanted to ask was whether you actually have spirits that are, that are specifically there for you for painting. For instance, I have a, 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 a spirit that I go and talk to about drum making, and if I have to make a drum for somebody, you know, they, they, that spirit helps me with, with the, the imagery of the drum and everything else. Do you have, like, a painter spirit? Yes, I had a, um, a painting teacher spirit come to me some time ago, and... I must confess, I, I didn't go and visit very much. And then one day he came into a journey, and as I was almost with resignation, says, well, I'm going to come into your world. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a sense that, you know, that spirit is around. If, okay. if I need to, it's, right. it's there in the studio. He is in there with me. Right. And do you have kind of like rituals that you do in in, in the studio? Do you have altars in there and... And sort of, you know, prepare yourself in, in that way when you want to work. Again, it varies. I would like to be able to say I have a really nice altar <laughs> and a personal ritual, which I do faithfully. But um, uh, Sounds like it you're human like the rest like of that. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to do, would take today. Um, I wanted to really start work or continue work on a painting which the spirits have said you've got to finish that today so I approached it a few times and nothing happened um, and then I remembered I have a very beautiful crystal which I keep covered usually if I mm. don't keep it covered I, I'm off with the fairies a lot of the time because its function is to help me connect with Right. Um, the star energy which I use a lot right. in my work in, in all ways and, uh, but today I uncovered that and immediately it was like okay we're in gear all right. yeah. sit, sit down paint this bit, do that bit um, and, and uh, the process went moved forward and I've, uh, I have to remember to cover it up afterwards this crystal, or <laughs> part of me is still <laughs> still in that altered state, which is not good for cooking the supper. Indeed. Do you have to cover paintings? I'm I'm aware in the tradition of tanker painting, and I think also in in Eastern Christian icon paintings mm. that they're they're often covered. Is mm. is that? Do you have things like that that you do with your work? I don't cover them as such. Um, but that has been something I've wondered about, right. because I do know that people find them rather strong, rather in um, not exactly difficult, but uh, challenging sometimes mm. because of their energy. Mm. And I think this is also a, a reason for covering tankers and so on it's like just to quieten yeah, the energy down pulling them to sleep really um, I have 
one one residency I, I did which was very interesting. I set up pictures, not not in a um, a deliberate way. I just ha just as an artist right. hung hung my pictures around this, this space. I was this was an artist in. residency in a, in a gallery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I had a room and a display area and a table to work at. Yeah. And I thought, well, I. I in that situation where people are going to come and chat to me, I just did some very low-key work sure, in yeah. there. But um, I would watch people come in the door, and sometimes it was almost like um, uh, uh, it got sorted out in the doorway. Right. They would go, I mean, okay, I've put my nose into places and thought, well, I don't think this is for me, no, and just said, sure. you know, thank yeah, you, and yeah. wandered off again. But uh, it's like people were meeting like this this force field and bouncing off and up, not saying anything, just kind of hurrying away. But most of them were being drawn in by it. Right. And, and would comment on how, all oh, different ways they expressed it. Uh, so one person said it feels like a church. Ah. It, you know, in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just using think. the language that yeah. they had, yeah. Uh, but there were, there were people, they were sensing that sacred that mm. was... And this is how I learn about what I do. Mm. I, I'm not setting out to do this. I'm finding out by the effect it has okay. on people. And I have an open studio every so often, and that's very interesting. You mean um, when people can just turn up? To, to, they come yeah. and look round and the work is on display and right. I can talk to them about it. Right. Um, and maybe just one picture that draws Draws and, and they want to know the story of it, right. and it happens to be relevant right. to their own spiritual right. path. So there is a, a kind of there's a soul response going on, okay. and and sometimes people will step outside the house and go, oh, as if they've kind of <laughs> they've suddenly reorientated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did, didn't realise it was so. Uh, so intense in there. <laughs> yeah, it can creep. I mean, not, not just with your paintings, but I mean, experiences like that can kind of creep up on you, can't you? And it's only when you come out of them that you realise how far you've been in them. <laughs> I know that was. <laughs> well, that, like being in the presence of a tanker or an icon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or any sacred yeah. site. I mean, yeah. you know, anything like that that you go to. Mm. Absolutely. You're kind of like in, in, in the other world, or at That's least right. dibbling your toes in the yeah. other world. So that kind of leads me on to asking, in, 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 a, it's, it's, in a way it's a rather crass question, but what are your paintings for, other than your own exploration of it, of course? I'm not sure I know the answer to that. I think they are for bringing beauty into the world. Can you say one, a bit about one, beauty? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things which um, happened to me very early on, while I was at college, and it was during the time of the uh, Vietnam police action, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they call it now, um, and everything was supposed to be expressing the angst and the, mm. the horror of this, and I certainly was very aware of that mm. going on. Mm. Um, but a tutor came in and challenged me because I was doing um, a sculpture of a mother and child. Right. And he said, oh, you know, this... Um, how can you be doing this when there's all this yeah. terrible things going yeah. on in the world? And I, and I just, from somewhere, I heard my voice saying, 
my work's about beauty. Right. The world needs beauty. That's why, you know, it's because of the horrors yeah. that it needs beauty. Yeah. Um, and that puzzled me. I, I, it yeah. took me a yeah, yeah. few years to work out what I'd said there. But I, fi- I find it's very true. So are you, are you using beauty as, or the word beauty, is that just something pretty? Yeah. Or, or is it more like the Navajo sense of beauty? It's beauty in the sense of spiritual presence, balance, um, connection with spirit and with the natural world. Um, right. It's it's the the raw feeling of a sunset, not the prettiness of okay. it, but that that kind of. Um, it's something you feel in your heart it's when your heart moves mm. and I think that you know certainly beauty can be take many many forms it can, can on the surface be a quite ugly thing but it, it can be also very beautiful mm. Mm. So it's a, it's the a heart knows you know I, I, yeah. you can't categorise it no. But. no but it's not pretty no. ok no, I was one uh, recently. I was given a painting to do of my own bones, uh, my skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Which, which was suddenly spirit turned around and said, "Look how beautiful your bones are," you know, and it had never occurred to me. So, I've um, the painting was called "Bless My Bones," <laughs> but but you know sometimes the things that spirit points out as beautiful are or having beauty. Um, are unexpected mm. 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 and not always comfortable no well that was the first part of the interview with Faith and the second part will be in the next podcast a little bit more information about Faith Faith founded Sacred Hoop magazine back in 1993 and worked on it as the editor and uh, sometimes by herself and sometimes in joint editorship with myself until she uh, retired from the magazine to concentrate on painting a few years ago, in which point I sort of stepped into the editorship full-time. She's the author of a book called Easy to Use Shamanism. Terrible title. She didn't create the title, um, and we both hate it. Uh, But we don't hate the book, because the book's really nice. Um, The book is uh, full of of paintings and uh, the name of the book is is Easy to Use Shamanism and it's under her authorship name of Jan Morganwood Um, and that's sort of available from Amazon and places like that so you could look out for that it's a paperback and uh, it's got lots and lots of her paintings in it Um, I want to thank people again for emailing me my email address is nick at sacredhoop.org Website for this podcast, threeworlds.co.uk. That's the number three, not the word three. And the magazine is sacredhoop.org. And part two of the interview next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.